The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. All right. Well, welcome to the show tonight. Uh, Daryl's having a little technical trouble this is coach gordon roberts uh we've got a lot of things going in the nfl the ncaa is about to crank up a lot of exciting stuff going to happen this week football is full bore and ahead uh we don't know what's going to happen with tom brady yet uh, they met again today the judge has said that he will make a ruling since they won't come to a compromise and he will make a ruling Daryl's having some technical difficulties, but we're we're going forward, and I think he'll get it straight in a second. Uh, we've got a lot of good news coming about. Uh, uh, the RG3 drama continues. It looks like they're decided to go with Cousins as the starting quarterback uh, for the Redskins, and uh, that's probably a good thing. Uh, you know, we, we've said uh, that uh, Johnny Football – has uh, kind of kept his mouth shut in this uh, <clears throat> preseason, and it looks like he's going to be watching from the sidelines to start the season off, and uh, that's probably good for him. Uh, and I'm not sure that, uh, uh, you know, we know that uh, for a fact that Geno Smith is out for uh, at least six weeks, maybe eight, and we'll see how uh, Fitzpatrick does. He's He's had some good outings in the preseason, so... Uh, I'm hoping that when we look back uh, in the next few weeks that we'll see that uh, the NFL, as always, will go forward. And then when it goes forward, we're going to see some good football. I don't know if uh, it's particularly uh, mind-boggling, but I think that uh, a lot of people are looking for some of the sleepers to be big contenders. Uh, it, it looks like uh, Minnesota has looked good uh, in some of their outings, uh, and a lot of people are, are saying that uh, with Peterson back, uh, oh. Bridgewater is going to have some trouble. Uh, not so much. Well, Daryl's still trying to get his uh, Skype going. We were discussing before we came on the air how uh, sad it was that a guy like uh, Robert Griffin who has talent. This is one of those things that uh, kind of sad, but at the same way, um, it's uh, how the NFL works. You either produce in this league 
or you're not in it long. You know, Matt, um, we got Daryl back in. Yeah, you got me, Coach. I'm I'm right here with you. You know, it's right. a whole lot going on in the NFL, and I saw. Sorry about those technical difficulties, but um, right. hey, it's it's just so many things happening. Um, you know, Robert Griffin is actually saying now that um, he should have played on in the last preseason game. But let me change my mind about that again. Let me let me hold on and back up. Robert says that. He's, he should have played last preseason game. Um, and now Kirk Cousins has been um, determined to be the starter. And, um, hey, um, Mike Shanahan came out today and said Kirk Cousins is going to be a, a good quarterback in this league. And, and, and you know, if he's going to say things like that about, about um, Kirk Cousins, I, that doesn't, that doesn't um, bid very well for Robert Griffin to um to be honest with you um coach and um and if Robert continues to say the things that he's saying and um and being benched by Gruden is definitely not a good thing in his in his corner. So Robert Griffin has some um he ha- he has some humble pie to eat definitely and um he really needs to just just sit back and chill, you know, and and and, and take care of his business. You know, he really, he really needs to chill. And, and Daryl, I think if he would do that, if he would be a team player and be all out front and say, you know, we've got to uh, win as a team and, you know, support Cousins full bore, I think a lot of the teammates might come back to him. Well, <laughs> you know, when you lose the respect of your teammates, um, that's, that's, not a, that's not a good thing. And I've never lost the respect, respect of my teammates. And to um, be honest with you, I've been on teams where guys didn't respect guys for different reasons or another. Um, I, I don't know. I can't remember why. I'll just leave it at that. But um, these guys eventually came around and, 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 and earned the respect of their teammates. And, uh, and I'm going to give Robert Griffin um, the benefit of the doubt that that if he's any kind of man, he's learned from his mistakes, and he's gonna he's gonna eventually learn to earn the respect of his teammates, whether it be with the Redskins or whether it be with the Jets. I don't know, but um, he's gonna earn the respect of his teammates in some some way soon. And I hope you're right, uh, Daryl, because when he first came out of college, I was really pulling for the kid. You know, he comes from a military family background. Uh, he had done all the right things in college, and the first season it looked like he was having one of those magical times. One of the problems, and I'll never forget hearing uh, Dan Marino talk about how when he first went to the Dolphins and he was a rookie, and those first two years, he just thought they'd go to the Super Bowl every year, and it doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen like that. A lot of special things have to happen for you, uh, for that to happen, regardless of how good you are or how good uh, the coach is. Oh, yeah. And, you know, um, and coach, um, just making a play in the NFL is a very, very big deal for a lot of people, you know, um, because it's it's not a very long time that you're going to be able to make a play in the NFL. So everybody's trying to make that play 
every play in the NFL because, you know, we all know the league stands for, hey, not for long. And, and a lot of these guys are very hungry because where else are you going to make a paycheck for ten dollars or $20,000 a week? It's t- it just doesn't happen in reality. So, you know, and I think some people like Robert Griffin because maybe he, he found a lot of success very young um, and he found a lot of fortune very young. Um, so these things came to him quite easy. But at the same time, when you went easy come, easy go, because just as easy as it was coming to him, people were finding ways to take it away from him. And I mean, actually take it away from him on the field. They wanted to embarrass him because he came out, um, took his team to the playoffs and probably shouldn't have played in those games that he played in the playoffs because he was injured. So in, in a sense, that hurt the relationship with the organization as well, because uh, him and Dan Snyder got this bromance going and that did not help things with his teammates. Um, Hey, but I, I can't say that this is the end of Robert Griffin in Washington either. I think he'll, he'll be with this team for the remainder of this season. But the big question is coach who will, who will be there longer Gruden or Robert? Well, I, I hate to say this, Coach, but if Gruden, you know, Gruden has made the decision he's going to go with Cousins. I think that's, you know, he was pretty adamant about that in the today's uh, press release. But if he loses a bunch of games at the beginning of the season with Cousins, I'm afraid that uh, they'll throw him under the bus and not Robert. Well, you know, a lot of people said that, um, Robert Griffin was a good fit for the Redskins over um, Andrew Luck coming out of the draft because Robert Griffin was going to Chocolate City. Now, that, that's, that, that's a myth now. Trust me. Washington, D.C. is not Chocolate City anymore. That, that just ain't the case. You know, I, I've been to Washington a few times, plan on going pretty soon. And that's just not the case anymore. So, uh, I think we can throw that out of the window that Washington, D.C. was a good fit for Robert Griffin. Uh, here's their first round pick three years ago on a bench. Yeah. And it isn't because of a concussion. I don't know, yeah. Coach. Um, hey. Uh, I know he had a concussion, Coach, but I'm just saying, I don't think it was as bad as, I, I mean, this week, I think he could have practiced a lot more and played some. You know, I don't know uh, the particulars, but I, I feel certain that uh, that Gruden feels more comfortable with the Cousins kid. Um, that definitely appears uh, obvious. And, and, you know, it was some questions about Gruden leaving him in the preseason game last week. Um, you know, he's an injury-prone quarterback. You leave him in a, in a game, I think he got sacked like maybe four times. Uh, and they were some pretty brutal sacks. Um, you're begging this kid to stay in the pocket. Um, doesn't appear as though he really, really wants to stay in the pocket. Uh, a lot of people are saying he's holding the ball way too long. I would have to agree with that. Um, his speed is not where it was when he first came in the league. And Michael Vick's speed was not where it was when he came in the league. But not to, not to, not to compare the two. 
My point is, this kid has ha- has has to learn how to uh, find the second receiver. You know, and uh, I'm going to leave Robert alone, but I'm going to say this before I go, Coach. I'm leaving Robert alone. Last week I told you that uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick, I think he's going to have struggles in the NFL because of his vision. Because this young man, his eyes are not very, they're, they're not separated enough to see a lot. His, his peripheral vision is not very good, so he can't find the second receiver as easy as some other people. Well, when you look at Robert Griffin, look him in his eyes the next time you see a picture of him and take a good look at his eyes. He has a time, just by looking at his eyes, you can look at his eyes, Coach, and tell that this guy has a time finding the second receiver. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that, but you take a good look at his eyes and you tell me what you think the next time you take. Call me tomorrow. We'll, we'll talk about this. And uh, But because I really think that this kid, this guy has a tough time finding the second and third receiver. Some people find the second and third receiver easy. Some people know where the second receiver is and the third receiver is as what well, as easy as they know where their number one receiver. And some some guys they have a difficult time whether because of height, whether because of vision, whether because of um um did um deciphering information. You know, some of these guys, because defenses are playing schemes as, as much as offenses, it, offenses are. You know, they're, they're playing rub off and, and offenses, we want to rub and, and pick people when we can. We want to use referees as picks. Defenses are using schemes as well where they're throwing these quarterbacks off and they think they're seeing something that they're not seeing. And I think Robert has had a tough time um, figuring out defenses and finding the second and third receiver. And until he does that, it's it's gonna be um it's gonna be tough for him. And there's another quarterback coach, Tim Tebow. You said last week you thought he was gonna um you thought he was gonna make this uh Philadelphia team. You don't think he is? I no, I don't think he is. I I I, I think Tim Tebow may be seeing his last days as a um as an NFL tryout. Uh, this week we're getting ready to cut the rosters down uh, Saturday to um, fifty-three. Fifty-three, yeah. So we're going to see a lot of people cut this week, and and if Tim Tebow's cut, is is this the end for Tim Tebow? You know, Robert Griffin is going to have some more opportunities, w- without a question. Oh, uh, because he's a good kid, he hasn't done anything stupid either. Well, Tim Tebow, know. I don't think he has a talent. Well, he's not as talented as Griffin. And uh, the thing about it is, Coach, I was, I was hoping that he would fit a little niche that uh, Chip Kelly was trying to produce there uh, with the Eagles. And uh, whether or not that has worked, I don't know. Hey, you know, the kid, he's been at Denver. He's been with the Jets. Uh, he, he was with New England Patriots, back with the guy that, drafted him, the number one pick, and uh, here he is now, possibly being cut again from the Philadelphia Eagles in an offense that a lot of people thought possibly was um, designed for him. But when you almost know what's coming at you in the NFL, um, it's, it's easy to stop. It's, it's just easy to stop. You know, it, it really is. 
Uh, yeah, when you're it, predictable. Yeah, when you're predictable, so, go ahead, coach. I think I think when nowadays you you were saying how defenses were just uh, able to give you so many different looks. To I mean, if you can confuse someone like Tom Brady or someone like uh, uh, Peyton Manning or Drew Brees, then you know these young guys are not going to always pick up on some of the looks these defenses are giving them. And I think, like you're saying, if you're pretty one-dimensional, pretty quick, they're going to shut you down. Exactly. And uh, and Tim Tebow is is pretty much one-dimensional. You know, when, when you were saying last week that, um, and I agree with you in a sense that possibly there was a position for him in this new two-point conversion or um, that a lot of NFL teams are probably going to try this year instead of uh, a 30-yard field goal, extra point. Um I'm not so sure now because he is really not a threat with his arm. And as a quarterback in the NFL, you have to be a threat with your arm. It's just you're not going to be the second running back and, and be a dominant player. That's just not going to happen in this league. You know, it, it's, it's not going to be you can fake to one to the one back that's in the backfield and you keep the ball. In this league, it doesn't work. I mean – if it's a pat, and, and that's why almost all plays in the NFL are designed in some way, form, or another as some type of, a, of an illusion. We want you to think something else, but we're doing this. Every play in the NFL, we, it's, it, you have to have some kind of illusion in order to get something. Where, and, 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 just, and, and we're only talking about maybe two or three yards, and we're talking about premier running backs. Tim Tebow is just not a premier running back. He is a he's a force downhill, and um, I, I just don't see him making a team this year, Coach. But he has a good spot in in in, in the uh, SEC network. Yeah, and uh, I think that uh, uh, that's not a bad niche for him. Yes, and and the, and the humanitarian work that he does around the world is is a beautiful thing, and um, and and hey. I'm really pulling for him as a as a humanitarian, and he does such wonderful things all around the world. So, in a sense, this you know, football might be um, an avenue that he wants to explore. But God has bigger things for Tim Tebow, and I really believe this. And um, I just really believe this. I think this guy is a is a is a is a phenomenal person, and the things that he he's done. On Earth, you know, um, we should all um, try to live to do some of the things and and um, and that he's that he's um, done. Um, and I'm talking about his, you know, the, the philanthropy, uh, the the thing, the money that he gives away. You know, um, what was that word I was trying to think of, Coach? Miraculous. Uh, don't worry about it. Anyway, um, yeah, the people that give a lot of money away, like. Um, um, Bill Gates and those kind of people, you know, he he does a lot for um, for underprivileged people around the world. You know, um, he's probably seen more hungry people in his lifetime than you and I will ever see in our lifetime. And I and I and I mean that as because he is truly um, he he's truly hum- a humanitarian. And like I said, the man has done great things for people all around the world, not just in the United States. 
So, hey, Coach, Tim Tebow has a brighter future in, in sports. Uh, who knows? We'll probably see him on the sideline someday coaching in college or, or um, maybe even coaching in the NFL. You never know. We never know what's, what's next for Tim Tebow. The movies, um, books, um, you just, <laughs> the sky's the limit for this man. And don't ever forget that he has a Heisman Trophy behind him, and he is one of the most beloved athletes to ever come through the state of Florida, Tim Tebow. Hey, guys, you listen to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. And you got Daryl and Gordon, and we're talking about these NFL quarterbacks we're talking about what's happening in the NFL in this upcoming week. Hey, Coach, we talked about it a lot. Um, the NFL has now, not not just the NFL, but um, the um, Indianapolis coach cut Trent Richardson. And now uh, the Oakland Raiders have cut Trent Richardson. 
So I, I really think that Trent Richardson has to do some serious soul searching, or uh, he's just uh, he's just going to be a vapor in this NFL. Well, coach, he's been with three different teams and uh, didn't produce. And uh, you know, you know, and I know that as a coach, you can't keep a guy just because of what his potential is. He's got to produce, and and uh, Trent Richardson has been beat out by lesser, supposedly, running backs. Uh, and so I, I don't think he's going to get another shot. He's had three. Yeah, you know, Coach, well, we just really can't say what he's going to get. Uh, but I don't, I'm don't. i not so sure if he's going to get another shot. But um, here's, an, here's another guy that came into the league and um, as a first-round pick but has never really panned out. You know, in, the, in his three preseason games this year, he's only had uh, 42 yards, 18 carries, 42 yards, 3.3 yards a carry. That's just not going to cut it. Uh, when, he, when he signed a guaranteed $600,000 contract um, to go and play for the Raiders, you know. So it's just, you just wonder, um, did he lose his focus? Did the money change him? Well, he definitely didn't seem hungry at Cleveland. Uh, what I thought when he went to the Indianapolis coach, I thought it might work for him because of uh, luck taking the pressure off. He wasn't going to have as many in the box, and he just never did produce there. And then going to Oakland, I thought maybe uh, that might be a fit, but it doesn't seem to be. Well, you know, Coach, uh, he's a young man, and I'm talking about he's only 25 years old. Uh, he has time on his side. Uh, and if he can get his weight down and and get with the right people and 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 start working and training, I think I think we may see Trent Richardson um, as one of those comeback players of the year. I think I think it's more of a mental and and physical for Trent Richardson, and I really think it's more of the physical because we saw a guy that that in college um, he he played around at around two twenty two twenty six. And here in, in the pros, we never saw him in the 220s at all. He was always around 230, 233, 236, and, and his feet looked heavy all the time. And uh, I just really think if he could, he could get his weight down, uh, get with some people that are going to help him uh, uh, get his act together, and, and I mean get his feet together more than his act together, get his feet together, I think we may see um, Trent Richardson – uh, back in the NFL. Well, Coach, I, I hope you're right because I love to see kids uh, find the, the answer. But, you know, it's like Mark Ingram. Coach, you know, he didn't really produce those first couple of years with New Orleans, but he was with the same system all the time. He was with the same coaching staff all the time, and he was working. And what was bothering them at first, which I think is hurt Richardson, is that you've got to learn the playbook. They've got to feel like you know who to pick up when you're the guy in there protecting your quarterback. And I'm not sure that uh, Trent, you know, it isn't just about being able to run the ball. You better do a lot of other things to contribute to that offense. And uh, I don't know if Trent Richardson has gotten that so far. And and I, and I think you're right, Coach, and that's what I'm talking about, about the, uh, the mental aspect of the game. You know, um, it, it – it's it's a job, you know. These guys go; they work eight hours a day. 
um, in the NFL. Not only not only they practice three hours a day, they're in the they're in the classroom five hours plus in a lot of cases. So he has to, he has to do a lot of work on the field and off the field. And I really think we're gonna see Trent Richardson back in the game again, if not this season, uh, next season, because we've seen teams pick up running backs. Um, a dime a dozen in the NFL, but Trent Richardson just doesn't have a lot of um, a lot of a lot of background. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of history, and the history that he does have, it's it's not good. And when we look at the the stats from this preseason, uh, 3.3 yards a carry, ooh, that's hard for a team to take that um, later on in the season, bring somebody on, and and probably when thinking about it now, uh, if he didn't come into this camp in good shape. What makes us think that four weeks, five weeks down the road, when somebody's looking for a running back to pick up, that he's going to be in any kind of shape? Well, I I, I think that uh, uh, it it definitely has one of those uh, oxymorons, as he just doesn't know what he doesn't know. And I hope that uh, he learns it before uh, the opportunity uh, you know goes away and he doesn't have a chance at it. Yeah. You know, Coach um, Rex Ryan, the Buffalo Bills coach, you know, uh, he, he basically bypassed on Emmanuel as being the quarterback. And uh, now uh, Tyron Taylor, a kid out of Virginia Tech, who's uh, been a journeyman around the league for a while, will be starting for the Buffalo Bills the first game of the season. Uh, do you oh, think he's going to... Do you think he's going to be able to sustain this position, this starting position? Or um, or will we see um, Emmanuel or Matt Castle um, come in and relieve him throughout this season? Is he going to be the man on this on this Buffalo Bills team? You know, and then you think about the Bills. They they have some weapons, you know. Um, they got they have Shady McCoy. You know, LaShawn McCoy um one of the best running backs in the league. Uh, so th- he has some weapons around him. Uh, will we see uh, Tyrod Taylor take this team places this year? Well, I think that's going to happen. And uh, I think that uh, uh, Rex Ryan is kind of relieved that he's got a new place and that uh, he's going to probably make the best of it. I hope he does. I'm a Rex Ryan fan. Yeah, and I and I, I tell you all, you know, um, uh, this this is a young man, Tyrod Taylor, who really appears to have um, have, have gained strides every season in the NFL, and uh, and I hope that he's gained enough strides to have enough confidence to 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 start in the um, in an NFL game, and uh, and I, I wish him well. And I, and I wish my Rex Wyatt Ryan well, too. He, you know, this guy has to be a pretty good coach to always be able to get a job. Hey, Coach, we got a, we got a call on the line. Reggie from uh, Orlando. Hey. What's going on, Reggie? Hey, Dale. How you doing, man? Just calling in, uh, listening to the show, and just wanted to call and, and, and say hello and, 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 and uh, you know, get ready for this season and, and, and I hope that we have some good football to, to watch this season. 
Oh man, come on, man. You know football. It's, even when it's bad, it's good. You know how we feel about that. You know what I mean? Bad meaning good, not bad meaning bad. You know, football oh, is yeah. good. I went to a high school game over the weekend. Uh, Palm Coast High School, eight eighteen here in Palm Coast, Florida. They played Matanzas High School, the three eighteen here in Palm Coast, Florida. We only have two high schools in my city. And mm-hmm. the David going up against Goliath, and trust me, man, uh, David, David whooped him down, man. They 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 won this game fourteen to seven. The three A school beat the eight A school here in Palm Coast. And uh, wow, that, that, that's yeah. something else. That that I'll let you know that you know high school football is getting better and better every year. You know, there's so much competition. Uh, like I said earlier, you know, it's football season. To me, this is the best time of the year. You know, you get the holidays coming up. You got yeah. everybody's playing football. I think it's the most, it's the most uh, uh, played sport. It's uh, the most played uh, participation out of kids than any other sport. Wow. You have little league games going on. My my fiance and I we were um just riding coming from um Walmart the other day and, 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 and I was I looked to my right and I could see right off of the highway, I'm I'm here in Lakeland, Florida. And and I could see the kids practicing out there and, and, and their their um mascot is the U. Right here in Lakeland, Florida. They have the U on their helmets and they dress up like the University of Miami and that that made me pull over, <laughs> you know, and, and everywhere you go, you know, you, you see it, you're seeing kids participating in sport and, and, yeah. and, um, it, it's, it's all over, not, not just here in Florida, it's all over the nation. And, and I think that, you know, these kids today, they need that. They need that discipline because football not only got me ready for, for, for sports, it also helped me to get some self-discipline. Uh, even though I had some, some setbacks in my life, but I, I was trained and, and, and I learned some, some, some things in life that helped me to get back on track. So, you know, I, I look forward to football season every year because it's a time of the year where, you know, it's the most most fun for me and not only for me, but for a lot of other people. I even it see is. parents it that is, participate. Man. And, you know, like you say, it's, it's, it's the best time of the year. And we look up. On, on Monday, uh, it's going to be Labor Day. That's a holiday right in the start of football season. And then after that, there, there's um, we got Halloween, which is a, a, a holiday. Uh, some people yeah. call it Fall Festival now. And then we yeah. got uh, Thanksgiving. Then we have Christmas. Right. And then we right. got New right. Year's. And guess yeah. what the last holiday is of the season for me? Right, right, the and, and, and football, <laughs> and, and this time of year, a lot of party. a lot it's of families come together. Like this for years, we've been talking about. We are we gonna we should make the day after the Super Bowl a national holiday because a lot of people don't go to work because they done stayed up all night looking at Super Bowl having a party. Right, right, you know, and 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 football not only is a good time of the year, it brings. It's a time where a lot of families come together. I mean, everybody profits off football. You look at even the beer, the beer commercials, the, the the people that that go out and have uh, tailgate parties. They buy a lot of stuff so that they can um, have fun before the games, and and not even 
uh, 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 just before the games, even after the games, people all they they continue to tailgate parties. So, uh, especially if the team wins. <laughs> so, you know, this is yeah. this is a You're wonderful right. time of the year. You know, uh, if, your, if your team wins, really you go back forward. and have another tailgate party after the game. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 people people even continue their their uh, tailgate parties, especially if their team wins. So, right. you know, I I always look forward to football season. I always do because not you have football Monday nights, you have it Thursday nights, then you have high school football on Friday, then you can go to the little league games in the morning on Saturday, then you got college football. So it's always something to watch, especially if you're a football fan. Man, you sound like me, Reggie. We not just fans; we fanatics. Is a difference between yeah, right, and right. Fanatics. Yeah, you can even go, you can go a little further and say fanatics, and, and I am too. I was, I even watched the um the uh uh uh, uh, uh Bright House uh, uh Network football on Friday nights. Yeah, yeah, we love yeah, it. And yeah. now ESPN, they even have these national high school games on. Um, yeah, yeah. Every, over the every weekend, week. Miami Central. Every week, and, yeah. Um, so. Matter of fact, uh, St. Yep. Thomas Aquinas was playing over the weekend. So, you know, we right? see these, these national high school televised games, and uh, that's that's how far uh, football has come, man, to where we, we look at these high school teams and, and, and we see them dressed and looking just like college teams and pro teams with their uniforms. You know, so yeah. hey, we we love and cherish this American football. Most most countries in the world don't understand why we love and cherish this sport so much. But Americans, we love ourselves some football. And the next time you're right. in a store or anywhere, you want to open a conversation with someone, man or woman, all you got to do is ask, "Hey, you ready for the football? You ready for football season?" You watch the smile <laughs> jump on somebody's face. I'm telling you. And when, when you have to count on with one of these cashiers or, or dealing with people, and if and somebody get a little attitude with you, just ask them, who's your, who's your team? Boy, you're going right. to put a smile on somebody's face, man, because we love our sport. And, and American football right. is, a, is an American tradition. Uh, we love it just like we love Thanksgiving. It's almost a part of – it is a part of Thanksgiving in America. Right. And it's a good time for people to get involved. And if, if you're bored, you know, and I understand that everybody doesn't like sports. Everybody doesn't like football. But for the most part, football is the number one sport in America, hands down. Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. And, and if yeah. you don't believe me, ask any of these uh, 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 people that, 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 that sell beer and all the other stuff. It, 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 that's the time that they make their money. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, uh, and, Reggie, uh, and me and you, being former players, uh, we, we, we look at things a little different from time to time because we know that what goes on in the background to see what make these big-time college programs. And I'm talking about the money aspect of it because it's a whole, whole lot of money that um, – that these teams make from the uniforms to the hot dogs to the parking to to the cotton candy and everything else in between. Um Man, the these, tickets yeah, to the these, everything. Yeah, these you know these and, 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 and you know there's a ruling this year with that Northwestern case where where these young men tried to take them to court and say that they should be getting paid 
The court shot him down. But in reality, um, where else is a university going to be able to make 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 million dollars in one season? Right. Well, right. what other sport could they do that? They could not do that with any other sport. And football right. is because we love it so much, because it's so embedded in our in our heart and soul in America that right. we, we 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 pay to see the college kids just like we pay to see the high school and the little midgets and mini mics and all the rest of them. We pay to see all of them. But we You're, exa- you're exactly right. And a lot of these and a lot of these schools um, that play on television, had it not been for their football program, you wouldn't even know about these uh, 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 schools. And exactly. even the fans, the majority of the fans, the only time they come out is when football season starts. Exactly. You know, you sit up there, you look at these stadiums across America on a Saturday, all of them are filled with football fans. Where, where would the Nebraska Cornhuskers be? If it were not for the Nebraska yeah. Cornhuskers, and people know when we say Nebraska yeah. Cornhuskers, we're talking about the football team. Hey guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. 
And welcome back to Sports Info U.M. You know, Coach, seems like every day we hear this story, we'll let you know tomorrow about Tom Brady and Roger Goodell. I, I don't understand this. And here it is again. They're telling us again. They're going to let us know tomorrow about Tom Brady and Roger Goodell. Well, Coach, I don't care what happens now. Uh, they're going to be some upset people. If Tom Brady doesn't get to play, there's going to be a ton of uh, New England Patriot Tom Brady fans. They're going to be upset. Uh, I think if he does play, uh, then there's going to be a lot of people in the NFL feel like that. Uh, I think it's going to hurt his uh, uh, his chances of uh, being known as one of the better players. I think he's going to be more known for, for being one of the bigger cheaters than he is one of the bigger players. You know, and, uh, you know, now you hear stories about Tom Brady saying that um, his friends are saying that he said all along that he had nothing to do with this. I think this is just a little bit too late now uh, for Tom Brady because it's, it, it, he should have been able to say this um, three months ago. You know, if he had said this three months ago, we may be looking at him differently. But he didn't. And here it is again. We'll, we'll know tomorrow. And I'm not so sure if Tom Brady's going to get four games. But uh, if he does, I think he's be, I think he's getting punished for something New England did five years ago. Oh, I think he's, they've done it more than once. I think they got caught this time. Yeah. You know, and... and I was looking at something uh, in Tom Brady's career. He has like a hundred less fumbles than any other quarterback, than the, than the next quarterback close to him. You know, he has less fumbles than any quarterback, but he has a hundred less than the next person um, close to him. And so I think that lets you know that, that Tom Brady has probably had an edge for quite a while um, with the uh, inflation of the football. And, Coach, the thing about it is, I think everybody could have, uh, you know, he's trying to make it sound like he can't accept anything, even a two-game suspension, because that'll make people think that he was guilty. Uh, regardless, if you're going to tell me that this guy's one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, uh, in the NFL history, and he didn't know and couldn't feel that the ball was, was uh, softer than it should have been, I, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't believe it either, Coach, but um, we'll know tomorrow. And that's, I guess that's the, that's the theme of, of this Tom Brady-Roger Goodell um, situation since it's been going on, is that, hey, um, we'll know tomorrow. You know, but, um, Coach, on the other hand, um, let's talk a little bit about college football. And, you know, when, when Everett Golson was recruited, by Jimbo Fisher to come to Florida State, uh, you know, hey, we all knew that he'd be the starting quarterback when he went there. You know, Jimbo Fisher tried to make it a secret, tried to make it seem like he was he was not going to be the, the starting quarterback. Well, he is going to be the starting quarterback for Florida State. And um, I think this young man, if he can if he can show any kind of the signs of what he did at, at, um, at uh, Notre Dame two years ago, uh, if he shows flashes of that, um, Everett Golston, Golston, I think we're going to see a, a, an outstanding uh, FSU offense that probably is going to be as productive as 
as Jameis Winston was. I agree with you, Coach, and I think uh, what's happened now that they've got reinstated Cook uh, between the two of those uh, young men, I think uh, they'll be a force to reckon with again. Yeah, and it, you know, and it wasn't long ago that um, that this guy Ever Goldson, he, he was he was in the whispers of, of the Heisman conversation uh, at Notre Dame about three years ago. So I think um, I think Florida State is is getting something really special if this man can show us uh, some of the glimpses of what he, he showed at Notre Dame um, some years ago. Well, uh, Coach, I, you know, you, uh, you're not talking about your alma mater too much. Uh, what are you hearing from down south? Well, um, <laughs> there are a lot of people saying that the Hurricanes have, uh, have, uh, have looked very well in the fall. And um, this team is this team could be something something special. Um, there's talks of uh, of the Hurricanes uh, possibly contending for the ACC championship this year, uh, but we all know that talk is cheap, and uh, don't talk about it, be about it, and that's what a lot of the players that I talk to are saying. And you know, and a lot of guys are saying, um, hey. If we seen the NFL take so many of our players, why are we not seeing this same kind of production on the college level at the University of Miami? Because we have guys that are going from college to the NFL and starting right away and being productive players. And um, they don't seem to be showing that same production at the University of Miami. So, hey, but... It's always next year, and guess what? We are just about to start next year, right now. And uh, we're going to see, Coach. We really are. Who are they cranking off with, Coach? Who do they have their first game with? Uh, they play on uh, PCU, Bethune-Cookman University, uh, this this Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Yeah. And, uh, and, well, I'm uh, sorry for Bethune, Coach. Well, uh <laughs> Well, uh, well, that's a good sign to show how well both of these teams are. If Miami is playing, their, uh, if, if they're resting their starters at the end of the second quarter, then we may see a good Miami team. But if we still see the starters in the game at halftime, uh, that's not a good sign. So we'll be able to see right away what's going on uh, with this University of Miami team. And, uh, and speaking of opening games, Coach, uh, you know, Ohio State's coach, Urban Meyer, uh, came out and said he will not announce the starting quarterback for his team, whether it be T.J. Um, Barrett or Cordell Jones, until the first play of the game. And, I, and assuming that... Um, He's, he really means the first play of the offense and what he's really saying. Because knowing Urban Meyer, if his team uh, wins the toss, he may defer to the second half uh, just so he could prolong it just a little bit long. Well, he is a gamesman. He, he, does, like, he does like being on the stage. And yeah. just how you get kids excited about coming to your school. We've both seen that. Uh, Kids want to play for uh, charismatic, 
coaches and and uh, Irvin Meyer could be you know best you know demonstrated that that's why he's done a good job recruiting everywhere he's been. Oh yeah, he he's really done a, a good job recruiting and uh, and, he, and he's always had a little mystery um, in his pocket as well, coach. And um, and and you know, Ohio State plays um, uh, Virginia Tech the first game of the season. That's going to be um, that's going to be a, a, a real real exciting game um, to watch. And um, hey, and you, hey, coach, you're talking that Frank Beamer. Uh, you know, they've kind of. The backdoor people have kind of told Frank Beamer that they'd like to see him win a bunch of games this year and be in the hunt again, and uh, that would be a great win for him and for uh, uh, Virginia Tech if they could knock off the uh, defending national champions. Oh, that that would be a a, a, a super win for him, and you know um, that. Um, that Ohio State Virginia Tech game is um, is Monday Labor Day and it's prime time game. This this will definitely be a um, a, a big time game for college football to open the season up with uh, Virginia Tech, Ohio State, two of the biggest programs um, in college football. So this is going to be very exciting and. Um, and and and, and Urban Meyer, he he's 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 that he's just that kind of guy, you know. He'll keep you at the edge of the seat, wondering who will he start? Will he start the high? Will he start Cordell Jones, the kid that won the national championship for him, or will he start um, T.J. Uh, uh, J.T. Barrett, uh, the kid that was a Heisman candidate before he went down at quarterback? Well, uh, regardless, coach, there'll be a lot of TVs tuned in on Monday. Oh yeah, without a doubt, coach. It'll be. Uh, I'll be tuned in for sure, and um, I'll be tuned in this weekend as well to see uh, how well the University of Miami do against uh, Bethune Cookman University. But hey, coach. In the meantime, and in between time, it's going to be a whole lot of football on the gridiron, and I'm sure I'm going to try and watch as much as I can and go to as many games as I can this weekend and this season from high school to the Jaguars, and uh, might even try to catch the Dallas Cowboys one of these days and before uh, before before this life is over. You never know. I, I haven't seen them play yet. But if they get close to Jacksonville, hey, you can count me in. Maybe, maybe even Florida, you can count me in. I think they play the, Cow- the Cowboys and the Dolphins play this year in Miami. I might be at that game, Coach. I'd be good, Coach. I'd be good. Yeah. Hey, Coach. Thanks for being a part of the Sports Info UM radio show on the Voice America radio. Thank you again. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.